Welcome to the AI Hustle podcast. Today, I am doing an interview with Jill Schaefer, who is my wife and business partner. And we're going to be talking about some really interesting things that she has been doing, leveraging AI to work on some side hustles and, and some really cool ways to make some money on the side. Jamie's not joining us today um, as we had to do this a little bit off the normal schedule. Um, but anyways, what I wanted to kick this off with is first off, telling you a little bit about Jill. So Jill and myself have both launched uh, self pause together, which is the number one AI life coach. Uh, we're working on AI box, which is a no code AI app builder and marketplace. We do a lot of different things. And recently Jill has been using AI for a very interesting side hustle, which is um, creating kids books, creating workbooks, creating, you know, content and books and posting them on Amazon to make some money. Jill, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun to be here. Really excited. So, okay. What, what I want to kick this off with is tell us a little bit about, um, so you've, you've done a number of like books and stuff. What was like your first um, inspiration? Like, how did you get started? How did you even think about this idea of using AI for these books? Um, I mean, honestly, when ChatGPT first came out in Midjourney, when I was experimenting with Midjourney earlier this year, I was like, I want to write children's books. Because um, it's probably just been something that I've wanted to do for so long and it just seemed like a really um, easy way to get into it. Um, and initially I was like, oh, but it just seems too difficult to try to work on the prompts and I just didn't have the time for it. So this summer when I had the time for it, um, I just kind of got a little bit more into it, um, trying to figure out the prompts for for Midjourney and now Dolly 3. Um, and then just, you know, working on little scripts for different and not all of them are children's books so that was initially what piqued my interest um a lot of them uh a couple of the books that i've done are more like like you mentioned workbooks um i have coloring books i have um affirmation books so kind of um across a broad niche of or a broad spectrum of different niches okay so you're i know that you've been you you did a bunch with mid journey tell us a, you know tell everyone had you tried other image generators other than Midjourney before it? What made you like, you know, think that like now would be a good time or what kind of was like, oh my gosh, that, you know, Midjourney works versus maybe others that you might have tried? Yeah. So um, I, when Dolly 2 came out, I tried really hard to make it work and I got a couple of good um, prompts out of it, but I kind of struggled with um, consistent results um, and stuff that I felt like was was usable. Um, but then my journey really blew my mind for sure. Um, when it came to consistency of results by reusing the same prompts, um, as well as just the high quality, um, that of work that it would produce. It was really, really quite astounding to me. I'm sure everyone's been mind blown this whole year with, with mid journey and Dolly. Um, and re most recently I've been pretty impressed with Dolly three in terms of, um, it's, it's, um, how it competes with Midjourney just for ease of use. Honestly, I think it captures an entirely new audience, people who might not want to have to, you know, figure out Discord and figure out the chats on there, um, as well as just, I don't know, it just seems pretty useful because everyone's already using ChatGPT. So just to be able to integrate that into something that they're already using for, potentially already paying premium for, um, it just simplifies it so much ease, so much more than having to go and have different subscriptions on different, completely different websites. Yeah, no, makes a lot of sense. Um, and uh, I remember trying like uh, Dolly 2 earlier this year, and it was not that great. Um, 
So when you finally decided that you're going to do this, you got onto Midjourney. What was like the first book you tell us about the first book you made? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so the first book that I made was a children's book. <clears throat> I actually made a, um, it was like a little Christian book and it was a, um, pictures of Jesus. And I wrote this cute little, um, story that went along with it. Um, and I did that the same week I did, um, a couple of other children's books, um, focused around the holidays. So I did, um, a Thanksgiving one. I actually have it here. I did a Thanksgiving one as well as a Halloween one. Um, and, and I did just some basic affirmation ones, like affirmations for children. So I kind of jumped in in that first week, um, kind of knocked out a handful of them. Okay. So when you first started, what was, what were some of like the, the more difficult parts, like literally for the whole process, right? Like using mid journey, using, you know, uh, discord, all that. What, what, what were like some of the biggest uh, challenges that you faced in kind of getting started on that? Um, I would say working with mid-journey prompts. I feel like that's kind of the biggest barrier to entry, just trying to figure out prompts that will, again, give you consistent results. Um, and then, of course, like kind of going through the process of formatting the book in and of itself, since I was completely new to that. I'd never done that before. Um, going through and editing the images to, you know, make them a little bit more cohesive, make them to be, you know, what we want. Um, what I want them to look like, you know, learning a little bit of Photoshop, which is kind of um, can, can kind of be a daunting task. Um, but yeah, I feel like the mid-journey prompts was the biggest, at least the initial biggest barrier to entry. And then once you figure that out, then there's there's always more. <laughs> yeah. And something I hear from a lot of people, like their complaint or apprehension or the thing they say is hard is like, get it. And okay, so I'll say for myself, because I, I tried this before, you know, and I haven't made any books, you're the one that's kind of crushing it there. But um, like making the same consistent characters, please tell everyone that is listening, like, what are your tips and tricks for making the same consistent characters? Because I think a lot of people are like, you know, I want to use like, you know, mid journey or dolly or whatever for like illustrations, but it just comes up with completely different kids, like, or different like people in, in a scene, you know? Honestly, that is definitely the biggest struggle that I struggled with. Um, in terms, I feel like the biggest thing that you can do is just focus on style. Um, I would suggest making children's books that aren't necessarily following exact characters because um, I have done that and it just makes it a little bit more challenging. You're going to be relying a little bit more on Photoshop um, to try to, you know, make the hair color the same. Um, I'll even go and Photoshop the same eyes across all the different photos to try to make them look more cohesive. But in terms of like simplicity, the books that I just started out going on, um, I feel like the biggest tip that I would have is to stick with a very specific theme. And as long as you're using the same prompt over and over again, um, you can kind of get the same color theme throughout and it kind of makes it look more cohesive. And just finding um, a prompt that makes it look a little bit more cohesive, I guess it's kind of hard to show because um, I know the podcast isn't everybody. But like, for example, you can see on the back of this book is there's um, a handful of different images and they all kind of, um, they're all a little bit different. But they definitely are all cohesive. I made sure that they're all the same colors. Um, and it was this this book wasn't necessarily following any specific characters, which made it easier. It was just kind of talking about Thanksgiving in general. And so you can kind of describe the different um, 
scenes and stuff that go along with Thanksgiving without having to necessarily, you know, have the same character in every single page of the book doing different things, because that's going to be the biggest challenge um, with working with AI to create these images until somebody comes out with a better solution. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know this might be hard just off the top of your head to remember, but can you give that, like, can you have like people listening, like an idea of like what a prompt would be that you might have used, like, uh, for, to create like one of these images? I don't know if you, if you copy and paste it a million times, so you remember it, or if it's kind of hard, I don't know, I have a hard time remembering prompts, but do you know, like an example? Um, yeah, so I actually have a handful of them written down here. Um, some of my favorite ones um, I actually kind of liked going off of um, like boho, hand-drawn, hand-illustrated stuff. So you kind of just have to go with like um, really like trendy words that would only show up on um, illustrations that would have that type of style. So for example, like I did a book where I really wanted them to be more of like the organic type of um, drawing, if you're familiar with that. Um, and so I'd be like, I'd ask um, Midjourney um, or Dolly3 to do an abstract, hand-drawn, organic, um, you know, child laughing, you know, and then I would have like at the end a whole bunch of like, I'd tag a whole bunch of different keywords, you know, maybe like nursery animal clip art or newborn boho kid doodles or something that you know things that you would imagine like would be like on the on the end tag of like an etsy title or something for okay. for styles that people like okay smart yeah i love it that, that's exactly what i was looking for um i think just giving some people like a little bit of a direction on the prompt might be might be really helpful so you mentioned you've done a bunch of different types of books right so you showed us your children's books that's phenomenal um you've said you mentioned uh, coloring books, which is, that's a really interesting, what, what's the big difference do you think between coloring books? Is it just like a, do you just change the prompt a little bit or? Yeah. So for coloring books, coloring books are actually really easy, um, which is why I know that coloring books are a really um, popular um, product on, for example, like Amazon KDP, if you're familiar with that at all. So basically Amazon has um, a self-publishing service that allows you to not only publish your book, but to sell them across Amazon and they'll print it for you um, and, they, and they just take um, a cut. Um, and I, so a lot of people who are were seeking to capitalize on um, Amazon KDP made a lot of um, coloring books. And so I think I imagine that that um, niche is pretty saturated. But that being said, it's really, really easy to make a coloring book. If you're seeking to create your own coloring book for something specific, you know, you literally just say like, like some of the keywords that I wouldn't make sure to include is like line art style with bold outlines, you know, maybe vectorized clear images, crisp lines, no shadows. Um, you can even just say like coloring page. And it helps if I specify um, age too, because you can make, you know, coloring pages for two to six year olds, or you can make adult coloring pages. And that's going to be a big difference. That's going to make a big difference of what it's going to generate for you. Making sure that it's like high detail um, or low detail, something super simplistic or something, you know, pretty complex. That would be more for like reducing anxiety, for example, for adults. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And again, like, I don't know how long it would take me to, to figure out like the, the bold lines, no shadow, like all that kind of stuff in the prompt. So actually I really appreciate you sharing that uh, for anyone listening. If you're looking at doing uh, a coloring book, like take those keywords of that prompt. That's a, that's a golden ticket right there. Okay. So 
Um, the one other thing that you've done that I think is like super fascinating is workbooks. You've created uh, a self-help workbook. Tell us about that. Tell us like everything that uh, was included in that because I feel like this was a little bit, uh, this is a little step further than just like a kid's book or a coloring book or something. So tell us about your workbook. Yeah, for sure. So the workbook was definitely a lot more hands-on. It took, it took um, a significant more amount of time if that makes sense. Um, I actually have it here. I can show you. It's really cute. Very proud of it. It's called the self-care workbook from surviving to thriving. And you can kind of see examples of what do the pages look like on the back. But essentially what I did is I helped, um, I used the help of ChatGPT. Was, this one was more dependent on um, language model like ChatGPT to help me come up with both the like outline, the content titles, as well as like the individual um, workflows. Um, and then I used Canva to generate the PDFs, um, put them over. It did take a lot of formatting. Um, I had to read through and um, edit it as I went. And I kind of had to create my own ideas of the different work work um, pages that I wanted to be in the workbook. But overall, I think it ended up being really, really fun. At the end, the second half of the workbook, I ended up just putting a weekly planner that I designed myself. So that helped fill up the book a little bit. But there's a lot of really fun little activities um, that I was able to come up with. And people really like this. This is the book that I've been able to actually sell. Um, but there's just like different little activities and, and ChatGPT is so good at helping you come up with different activities. And then you can just go through and pick the ones that you want. You can kind of visualize what you want it to be. I have like an affirmation activity because we're so big on affirmations um, where they it's like a little lotus in the flower. Oh, here I have it. And then I superimposed a bunch of affirmations on the book. And so then as they um, color the lotus, they get to aff affirm that individual affirmation. Um, there's different um, like body appreciation activity where I use Midjourney to help create, again, like a little coloring page um, of a body. And then as they color the graphic, they're encouraged to um, focus and reflect on how each body part of their body is so unique and so irreplaceable. Um, but yeah, essentially ChatGPT just helped me create like the outline for it. it just it just helped um, with the entire process from you know outline to um, full on scripting it. And then you just have to format it using something like Canva um, and then export it as a PDF, and then you're able to self publish it. So it was honestly a really really simple process, but um, it was a really really fun one, and I felt like it actually added quite a lot of value. It was a lot of um, fun, and I've actually been able to sell a handful of these books. So cool, yeah, yeah. So um, of course, brought Jill on to talk about this because beyond just like creating a bunch of really cool content, Jill actually has sold a bunch of these workbooks. So it's it's been really exciting. She uh, has. Uh, shared them in our self-pause newsletter. We have a daily newsletter. So uh, if you're interested, make sure to go download the self-pause app and uh, subscribe to that so you can get, uh, you know, daily positive emails. Um, but yeah, anyways, really, really impressed with everything you've done there. So one, one question that I would love to wrap this up with. So for those that know, I currently, Jill and I are both working on a new AI startup called AI Box. And AI Box is a no-code AI app builder and marketplace. So essentially, you can chain together multiple AI models and essentially kind of automate your workflows uh, to create products. Now, Jill, off the top of your head, if you were going to create a workbook creating tool on AI Box, like walk, walk us through, and I think this is good for people, number one, to know kind of your workflow, but number two, like get an idea of how this would work. Walk us through like how you would build uh, or essentially automate your workflow 
like a, uh, a, a, a workbook, like this workbook you've created, like what modules would you need? How would this ha have to come together? Is it like, would it be the most you know, useful if this gets exported as a PDF or would you want individual components that people could like maybe edit their images? Talk to us about how you would go making uh, an AI box uh, that creates a workbook on on AI box. Oh man, that this is this is a really tricky question because the workbook um, itself required the probably I don't know. It's hard because the children's books also required a little bit of Photoshop and stuff, but the workbook uh, required a lot of um, like human eye editing, just in terms mm -hmm. of formatting and stuff. And I don't know um, necessarily what the like document. Um, formatting options would be for AI box in terms of like different fonts and stuff like that in order to like actually create a PDF um, that's formatted correctly. So that might be kind of difficult, but the workflow that would be, that I could imagine would be really easy to implement with AI box would be, I'm a coloring book, a coloring book that I've done. Um, I actually did an affirmation coloring book where I had um, a specific prompt that created um, vectorized images you know like a coloring page around the edges and it kind of left the middle a little bit blank and then i was able to go through and put affirmations like bubble affirmations um in text on, in the middle of them so again kind of a practice where as you're coloring you get to affirm that specific affirmation for each page um and i could totally see um the workflow of that being put onto ai box because simply put you would you know have one little box create whatever amount of pages you know 80 pages so 80 unique um, affirmations and then have um, a new box that would, you know, go through and you'd give it the prompt that you wanted to and you would give it a, you'd ask it to give you, you know, maybe a list of 80 unique locations across the world and then feed that into the um, either mid journey or Dolly 3 prompt to create the um, vectorized clear um, coloring pages that are, you know, empty in the middle, but like colored on the sides. Um, of these you know 80 unique locations around the world um and then from there you would be able to superimpose the affirmations and bubble text on top of the um coloring book pages and then of course file it format it as a pdf export it so that would be a really hands-off super easy way to um and of course you'd have to make sure that all of the like inside all the prompts you have it um all the dimensions are correct for it to be easily formatted as a pdf so that you could um print it and get it approved and stuff. But yeah, that would be like a really hands-off way to completely hand it over to AI, which of course, if it's completely handed over to AI, um, introduces the concern of copyright issues. But that being said, like for you, if you had a very specific need that you needed um, a coloring book for, not necessarily publishing it, but you needed a coloring book for something specific, like an affirmation book, coloring book, and you're going to go to some sort of um, self-care retreat, you could put put um, what you wanted, put your spe your specific specifications into this AI box um, and then just make it and just have it make it for you from start to finish. And it would that would actually be a very, very simple um, and use, useful use case of um, an AI box for um, workbook creation. Based on how long it takes you to make like a workbook or a coloring book or something, if you built that out on AI box, how much time do you think that would save you? To, you know, let's say create it once, then be able to generate it. Oh, hours. It would be, yeah. I mean, just just being the tedious in-between man, even if you weren't going to be editing anything at all, just having to go through and copy-paste, format, copy-paste, format, copy-paste, format. You know, you do that 80 times, having to go 
Um, even just having to go and individually copy and paste each of your locations into your prompt into Midjourney just for to you know wait for image generation and then for you to click which of the four you like to up upscale them to download them to import them into to Canva or whatever, whatever platform you're using to put together these PDFs. Um, it, it can be quite tedious just having to be the middleman between that. So just automating that because it really is, it's so simple. Like it's, you're just, you're being a computer. You're just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, that would just, it would just save you time. Also, it'd just be so much, I don't know, so much, it, it's just so brainless. It's the repetitiveness mm -hmm. of the brainless in the brainlessness of the activity. It would be really nice to be able to remove yourself from that process. Yeah, I mean, it's so exciting all of the different uh, all of the different AI tools that they can you know help you do this, which are phenomenal. But then uh, even all the little pieces that are gluing them together and making even that process faster, it's so exciting. Um, for people that are listening, uh, oh, uh, one one more thing I wanted to ask you about really quick because I think this is going to be a big deal for people. So they've created the content, they made the book. What's the next step? Um, how do they get this thing published? What are some of the the options they have there? And I know that they can go watch YouTube tutorials that will teach them how to use all these tools, but like, what are, what are the best ways to, to get it created into a physical book? Yeah. So like I mentioned, there's Amazon does a self-publishing service. Um, it's super easy to use. It's probably the easiest one that I've used. Um, and it's, it's pretty amazing because like I said, you can not only print them for yourself. So like I went and um, was able to print my own books for pretty affordable, um, but you're also able to sell them and then you get your own customized Amazon link with your own Amazon description. Um, and then there's another one called Ingram Spark, which um, you'll just have to Google and put it in. That one I struggled with a little bit more. It's not quite as um, user-friendly as Amazon, um, but it definitely works. That one has a little bit more options like being able to print hardcovers, for example, for smaller books. Um, but yeah, just, just having to go through... Um, and creates Amazon, uh, the self-printing service is called KDP. So it's, I think it's Kindle Direct Publishing. Um, and so essentially it's like their way of getting more books on their platform. Granted, Amazon was originally a book platform. One thing I will say is that when you are publishing with Amazon KDP, you're just, you're, um, your product description, your product page is going to look a little bit different than normal product pages that you're on. Um, you're not going to be able to customize them the same way that a typical Amazon seller would be able to customize them in terms of adding images and stuff like that. So they really um, kind of limit you on what you're able to do. So basically they um, allow you to display like your front page and your back page um, without, and then sometimes they allow like a little inside peek if you click a, spe a special button then the user can go through and like kind of flip through a couple of pages. Um, but it is, does make it a little bit harder when you want to make your, you know, product page, your product listing on Amazon for your book look amazing. So one thing that I did to do to kind of work around that is I kind of made the back of my book. Um, you can see if you're watching the video, I kind of made the back of my book um, kind of like a product description page so that they if they're swiping through the images on that product listing they kind of get more of a feel of what's inside the book they kind of get sold on it a little bit more because typically I feel like on the back of a book it would just be blank but that's kind of not a huge sell for people so I just think feel like it helps um encourage the user give them a little bit more of a glimpse of like what's going to be um inside the book even for these even for the children's books you kind of just give them like a glimpse 
just to help, you know, with that buying process, because we all know that um, the more images available on a product listing, the more likely you are to um, at least feel committed to the product. I love it. Yeah, that's so genius. Uh, so also, I hope that people listening take that because that is a golden nugget using your back page of your book as like a, a sales page, pretty much giving them a glimpse because otherwise they're not going to get that. So I love that. That's a genius idea. Okay, a couple things I want to uh, tell everyone about that is listening. Number one, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to uh, Jill's workbook. If you're interested in seeing what that looks like, uh, you know, how she did her back page, if you're interested in getting a self help workbook, and you know, supporting her, get it. I highly recommend it. It's amazing. Um, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, we talked a lot about AI box and everything that it's capable of doing, how it could save you hours on some of these processes. And of course, uh, essentially how it works is if you create a tool on AI box and put it on the marketplace, you get a royalty anytime someone uses it. So if you're interested in that, we're going to be launching this uh, later next year. Um, but if you are interested, we are raising a crowdfunding round right now with a minimum of $150 investment. And uh, if you're interested in that, I'll leave a link in the show notes to that as well. We launched this three weeks ago and have raised over $300,000 for the platform so far. So we're really excited. If you're interested in investing in an AI startup, uh, definitely go check it out. It's republic.com slash AI dash box. Um, but again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. We hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts.